Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about how much do you have to be worth to owe estate taxes when you die in 2021, future possible estate tax changes, and how to prepay those taxes now at a fraction of the cost. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All righty. It is August 31st, 2021. We are back with John talking estate planning. Welcome back, John. Morning. How are you? I am I am doing well this morning. It's Tuesday. Last last day of the month. So I'm excited because September. Yeah. That, like, doesn't it get cooler in September? Uh in, in some parts of the country i don't know about texas <laughs> you're right because like the fair the, the fair is in october and the fair is sometimes hot so yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's, it's, it's this is when we get little tastes and it likes to tease us of what's about to come well i'm about to start buying some sweaters because i love sweaters <laughs> almost almost sweater season i'll be like I, i'll wear i'll wear sweaters sometimes when it's still you know like when it's like in the 70s or 60 not sweater weather yeah yeah between 65 and and, and 70 when it's not technically sweater weather but i'm just ready yeah i get it no i love the fall so so today we're going to talk about an estate planning topic that i think is 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 more relevant um today given the political and economic environment and and, and we'll tee it off right because you know i know i know quite a few people uh and i'm sure you do too john that are you know, that are not crazy wealthy, which however you define that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but they're worth a few million bucks, right? Two million, three million, five million, mm-hmm. 10 million. And under the current estate tax rules for 2021, and I'm reading Investopedia site, uh, an individual can can die with $11.7 million and not have to pay uh, an estate tax, right? So if it's a couple, they can die with $23.4 million uh, combined and not have to pay estate taxes with all this spending that we're doing uh, as a country uh, for infrastructure, you know, and, and, and this has come up in the Biden administration that they, they want to revise that estate tax uh, number, right? Adjust it down to where they can collect more taxes on, on, on smaller estates. And not and not making a political statement either way. I'm just saying like, this is just the reality right. of where we are. Mm. Um, and where it could potentially be going right, and 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 once you understand like that, the global growth in the world is slower. They're going to have to keep spending and printing money to keep this thing going, right? It it really doesn't matter what administration is going to be, you know, because government is going to be looking for uh, for revenue to pay for all this stuff they're going to be spending. And so you got to think about it. Like even if you're, you know, forty and worth three million, or fifty and worth four million, five million, three million, because Planning is all about putting yourself in a position to have options later versus having things forced upon you. And, and, and I'm going I'm to I'm deviate for a second because a lot of people will say, well, hey, what are some ways to minimize my, you know, my taxes now? I'm like, a lot of the stuff you have to have foresight. You, know, you have to have uh, foresight. You know what I mean? Like right. You have to have done something in advance to put yourself in a position to 
do better now. And so this is one of those planning ideas, right? And so one thing that you and I have seen, and I'm going to pass it to you to kind of explain the different types of best policies to use for this, for this idea is to say, Hey, you know, like I'll build a financial plan, you know, for the client and we can project out the growth of their estate, right. Based on which asset classes they own, uh, their future plan, some conservative estimations, and also project out different estate tax exemption options uh, when they die, right? We can we can just adjust the current one for inflation. We can assume you know a, a lower one because I think that's more likely than not uh, mm-hmm. adjusted for inflation and get an idea of hey, with normal life expectancy, right? Roughly, you know, when you pass, here's how much money you'll owe in estate taxes in the future. And so once you do that. You know, let's 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 use a simple number. Let's use this a you know a, a day in life example of folks we run into. Right, somebody who might be worth three five million today, project it out when they retire. You know, they're worth you know thirty million, and you know let's let's say roughly, uh, you know, if the exemption is you know ten million at that time, adjusted for inflation, then twenty million of their estate is going to be subject to estate taxes. And so, so, and I'm using complete simple math, but let's say 20 million, right. let's say 10 million is a tax, right? So then we know, okay, in the future, you're going to have a 10 million, you know, $10 million tax due at your death that your uh, beneficiary have to pay. And, and some people are going, well, cool, like, fine. I mean, they got 20 million, <laughs> so they can, <laughs> they can do well on 10 million. But what they, you know, what people fail to realize is there's deadlines on when that tax is due. And if and if you and if you have any sort of estate, then you know like a, a lot of it might not be uh, liquid, right? It may be in mm-hmm. real estate or a business. Um, and even if you own stocks or uh, Bitcoin or crypto, like if you're like in a down period of time, like you really don't want to sell that stuff at that point in time. And so you, you you're in a position where you might have to force sell, fire sell assets, which is which is n- not great. And so uh, what you're able to do. Is once we get that projection, okay, you're going to likely owe 10 million. Then we can say, cool, let's bring an attorney on board, have them dress up, you know, have them create an irrevocable life insurance trust, right? Have them tell us how much money we could put in the trust a year uh, based on uh, gift tax exemption rules to get into the trust every year without, you know, messing with the, the you know, your exemptions. And which is which I'm I'm skipping through that, y'all, because that's like nerd stuff. But just know that you know, <laughs> CPA attorney, us, the insurance agent will work through all that. But it lets us know uh, how much you know how much money can go into the trust per year. Then once we know that, then we can design a a life insurance policy that 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 goes in the trust, owned by the trust, that's outside of the estate. Because here's the important part: most people don't know if you if you own life insurance. Um, when you die, that's also included as part of your estate. And, and here's why this is important. And here's why we're going to have life insurance policy because the life insurance policy that you that 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 you buy is going to give you like liquid cash at death, right, to mm-hmm. pay the uh, taxes and keep your estate whole. But you have to own it outside of your estate, or it's going to be included as a part of your estate. So your estate would be worth, you know, let's say you're you're, you're buying a ten million dollar policy, your estate would now be worth forty million instead of thirty million. If the policy is inside of your state, so you got to put it outside in, a, in an irrevocable life insurance trust. Figure out, you know, how much can go in based on the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to figure out what's the right policy um, to buy 
for this trust because you don't really want to buy a run-of-the-mill regular life insurance policy to fund this trust, right? You need a specially designed life insurance policy that somebody like John uh, is an expert in, in building. So, so John, talk to us about, you know, um, I know that was a long tee up to get to the life insurance policy, but what's the, what's the, what's one of the right types of policies that you see would be good to fund one of these trusts? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a permanent policy is uh, going to be the best fit. So you've got something that's going to be in place, you know, for your whole life, as opposed to, you know, getting a term policy that's going to end at some point or most likely going to end before you pass away. Um, and then, you know, once you narrow down to the permanent side, uh, you know, if you just need it for death benefit, so if you're not going to pull any money out of it, if you're not using it for, you know, tax-free distributions in retirement as uh, as an additional retirement, then, you know, the best option is a permanent, you know, universal life policy that does not build cash value. So one that's designed specifically based on, you know, when you start it, how much money you need to pull out of it. Um, and it's basically designed to eat up the cash value um, to stay in force for the, for your whole life, but it's designed to eat up the cash value and, and just provide a death benefit. So it's the most cost-effective way. It's the most affordable uh, way to pay for premiums when you only need it for a death benefit and you're not doing it for cash accumulation. Got it. And, and that would make sense, right? Because we, we, would, we would need to be able to stay within those limits of how much we can put into the trust, which is going to be the premium, right? And, and like you said, once the, once the policy is in the trust, it's irrevocable. So you can't even access any cash values either way because you no longer personally own it. So yeah, that makes complete sense. So it's right. a, it, 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 so it, it's like, a um, and I guess this is one that you would design with them to make sure you get the right interest rate with the right design to keep the premium um, as low as possible, make sure the policy stays in force. Right. Right. When you, you, in that situation, you'd buy a policy with more guarantees, you know, so okay. some of the index universal life policies, um, they have some guarantees built in, but they're usually not nearly as robust as the way you would design it and set it up for a policy that's being used to offset estate tax. That is awesome. And amazing, and and <laughs> and I, and I, and I've seen one of these designed before. Like the 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 premium that you pay for the ten million, is like a fraction of the ten million. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. like you don't pay anywhere close to ten million to get the ten million, which is like amazing, right? Right. Yeah, and you you can even illustrate that uh, to show clients what's called the internal rate of return. So it essentially shows basically what your return would be on that money based on how you know long you lived. So for example, it'll show you a sliding scale of if you had if you bought the policy at 45 or 50 and you lived to be 75 or 80 or 90, it'll show you the internal rate of return on that policy, you know, based on how long you live. So it'll actually show you what, you know, what that would look like. And then once you factor in the fact that it comes back tax free, um, it's a pretty good, pretty solid rate of return, you know, compared to uh, you know other investments or like a bank type return. Awesome. Well, I appreciate this idea. I'm actually going to talk to a few folks after this about this idea that I think might might find it useful. But as always, John, appreciate your time. Let everybody know where they can reach you if they want more information. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, email is just my first name, J-O-N at axisfin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. Uh, or my office line is 817-618-3369. All righty, sir. Well, enjoy your day. Yeah, I appreciate it, Philip. Weekly, I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, 
and Allison Rife Martin, CEO of Rife Martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly on the episode. You'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning, so you know which episodes are the advanced planning episodes. Uh, if you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you, you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip uh, or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on, on the episodes. Enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.